Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jet. Welcome back to the Jet Throws Barbecue Sound Off. You can reach out to us at 515 284 I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. Travis, I wonder if anybody today took advantage of our brand new, I don't even know what to call this, streaming service that we allow here on iHeartRadio. You can now listen to the Hawkeye games on your iHeartRadio app, something you've never been able to do. Today was the very first Saturday that you were able to do that. I thought that was pretty cool. We didn't have to get any phone calls in the middle of the game that said, Hey, where is it streaming? Why am I listening to Bob Brinker? And the the great news is it's also going to be um, streaming for I believe for Hawkeye basketball games. Yes. So you got the Hawkeye pregame, Hawkeye game, and then sound off, and then Hawkeye basketball games coming up as well. Again, in the gun is Hornybrook. Back to pass. Protection's good. Pass is intercepted at the 40, 35, 30. Josh Jackson, nobody home. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Josh Jackson, a 43-yard pick six. So Russell on Twitter at SoundOffWHO says, Lanning plays both ways for Iowa State. Why not Josh Jackson play receiver? He had many catches today as any... As any receiver, <laughs> I use that as to, to be tongue in cheek. You look at me like you give me that eye roll, or are you going? Well, maybe I was it's a good idea. A, I was going to give it a real answer okay. because I thought it was a real question. <laughs> uh, you want Josh Jackson to be as rested and healthy as possible on the defensive side of the ball, and putting him out there on one play on offense, you never know what's going to happen in that one play. I don't think injury is the concern. No. I think it's keep him fresh on well, defense. I mean, look, today if Josh Jackson isn't fresh on defense, you might get shut out. And by and by the end of the fourth quarter, that entire defense was gassed. Good that, point, it too. It had nothing yeah. left in it. 284-1040. Let's go up to Fort Dodge. That's where Nick is. Nick, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thank you. Uh, I've been a season ticket holder for over 25 years, and I'll continue to be a season ticket holder. The only thing that I don't understand is I sat in the stands with grandchildren and watched something that you probably won't see again, and that's a grubbing of Ohio State. And I saw receivers going 15, 20, 25 yards down the field and making receptions and then opening opening that up for people like Akram Wadley. Today, I saw what we were doing three games ago. It was basically pathetic. I think Akram Wadley is every bit the running back that the Wisconsin, Wisconsin running back is. I just don't think he had the offensive line to give him a chance to get out there. And um, I, I don't understand how the... The play calling can be that different. Um, I, I thought this was going to happen. I predicted Iowa would lose, especially after coming off such a tremendous victory. But I, I wonder what the answers are. Why we couldn't do things on offense. Is Ohio State that pathetic? No, if you look and saw what they did to uh, to Michigan State today, no, yeah. they're not that and pathetic. I'm going to tell you, I called that. I said Ohio State is going to be so mad that if I were a betting man, and I used to be, and I don't anymore, I said I'll bet they smoke Michigan State. So why could Iowa not do things on offense? 
Uh, a couple things, Nick. Number one, absolutely no rhythm. You you found yourself behind the line of scrimmage constantly. They couldn't move the ball on first down. They found themselves in second and eights and third and eights. Had some silly mistakes at horrible times. Not just dropped passes, but you had offensive linemen jumping off offsides. A lot of things that you know. If a Kirk Ferentz game plan is going to work. There's a lot of things that you have to have. Number one, you've got to limit mistakes as much as possible. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. Number two is you've got to have really good special teams. And even if you don't have really good special teams, you've got to have a special team that doesn't get in the way. And that was part of the problem today also, Nick. Every time Wisconsin punted the ball, Vandenberg got out of the way and the ball rolled inside the five-yard line. And then that, that changes everything with offense there. And so it was, it's just a, it's a roller coaster of stuff. That's probably a tidal wave. Because the first thing is, the offensive line isn't doing as good of a job as they did last week. This defensive front from Wisconsin's performing better than Ohio State's did. You're holding Iowa on those first and second downs, putting them in third and longs. They're not built for that, and it just snowballed way too quickly. Well, the only thing I saw was, I, I, I really am hopeful, and, and I believe it'll happen, that uh, they'll beat Purdue. I'll be up there in the stands with some folks. And I really think they can go get Nebraska. They finish eight and four, and then you have to tell yourself, "My God, it could be a lot worse." <laughs> and Nick, and, and on top of that, Nick, not only could it have been a lot worse, next year looks pretty good for this Hawkeye football team. You got a lot of talented guys coming back. So again, yeah. one one more positive from the day. I like it, Nick. Thank you, sir. But I think what people are frustrated about is that it's the. One step forward, two steps back. Get it. And yeah. they don't – we can handle losing. We as a fan base can handle losing. We handle losing to Penn State. We handle losing not as well to Northwestern. And we handle losing to Michigan State. What you can't handle and we can't handle is looking pathetic and not prepared in losing. And that's what drives people nuts. That's where the criticism comes from. And, Ross, I'll watch Alabama. I'll watch um, Georgia. And I know Georgia got beat today. But teams offensively go out and just do what they do. Yeah. And they, they say, come stop us. And today it looked like that Iowa was trying to dance around and early on play battleship with Wisconsin – B five yeah, trying to field position game. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and first of all, you never had good field position. Right. Just go out and do what comes natural to you. I don't think anything was there, Travis. I mean, what was what well, came how do natural? No, they didn't go to a tight end That's until the true. third quarter. That's good point. Very good point. They didn't even t- attempt to go to a tight end till the third quarter. I, I would real quick, and I don't want to pile on Akram Wildy, but let's be careful when we're saying, hey, I think Akram Wildy's as good as that Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's had a special freshman season. I, I mean, it goes up there with some of the best freshman seasons we've ever seen in college uh, in college football. Much better than Akram Wildy's senior season. The kid has had one, two, three, four games where he's gone over 100 yards and three more where he's gone over 200 Seven games this year, the kids got gone triple digits. I want to go to Twitter at SoundOffWHO because I don't want you to think that we don't communicate on the social media channels. We do. And Scott says, just terrible play by the offense today. And I'm not talking about the play calling. Receivers didn't get open. The offensive line didn't block. Stanley played poorly, etc. This game was on the players. I completely agree with that. That's a... I, I don't want to give Brian Ferentz a complete pass on this because, as you said, Travis, I think they could have tried a few other things a little bit earlier. 
Um, but I completely agree. The execution was not there. So just a bad game for uh, for the guys in white today. Two eight four ten forty. Joe in Des Moines. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio ten forty WHO. Hey you guys. Happy Veterans Day. Hey, thanks, Joe. You're the first one to say that, man. We appreciate that. Happy Veterans Day. No problem. Hey, so I, I got to kind of disagree a little bit with with the comment, and then I'll get into my main thing. But uh, I think Akron Wadley is just as good, and I'll tell you why. Um, again, I got to go back to Wisconsin. Still hasn't played anybody until really I think today. I mean, he's had a great year, and it is a Big Ten. We're going to have offensive and very physical guys. But, you know, I think that our line play was exceptional last week. Yeah. But I think that Kirk Ferentz is so afraid to get outside of his comfort zone, especially with a team like Wisconsin, where we both know what each other is going to do, that uh, he doesn't get creative. He doesn't allow that to happen. Hmm. I, I'm tired of playing them the same way that they play us because typically they've been doing it better. And. Yeah. You know, I just—it it, it mystifies me why we did not get our tight ends together. What when all last week—that's all we did. Four, you know what? Four touchdowns between the two of Yeah, you're exactly right, Joe. It's uh, and it's frustrating for all those reasons, man. And you're right, With, uh, Jonathan Taylor. When you're comparing him to Akron Wadley, Jonathan Taylor has not played Ohio State. He hasn't played Michigan State. Um, and when he played, what was it, uh, Illinois, who are the other common opponents, Northwestern, I think both of those teams held him right around 100 yards. That's fair, Joe. And it's yep. a different offensive line. Well, yeah, they've got a much, I mean, I think they obviously have a better offensive line than us. Yes. Um, and yeah. They show that today. They have a better defensive line as well. I mean, yeah. they, they are a very good football team. I don't know if they are truly a top five, but they're very good. Um, but, no, the, the main reason I called in uh, was the, the coaching tree comment, which I thought was really interesting. I thought about that in the past. You know, I think one of uh, Hayden Fry's prerequisites to hiring a coach was, I only hire guys who want to become head coaches. You know, I, I don't want you to want to stay here. Um, I think that was one of the Kirk Ferentz's uh, things. He wanted to become a head coach. It, it is kind of frustrating to know that you know we don't have anybody that, is, well, other than Brian Ferentz, which I don't mind if it's the Brian Ferentz last week, but I certainly hope it's not a, a repeating factor of multiple games. Uh, with this kind of effort. Appreciate the phone call, Joe. Good Thanks. job, man. Two eight four deep. They were high, uh, snapping the ball from their own two yard line, and he audibled into um, the quarterback sneak over the left side. They ended up getting two yards on that, and the next play was when they pitched it out to Wadley, and Wadley made that very athletic play to keep the ball out of the end zone to avoid a safety. Back to back plays that uh, Wisconsin almost put two points on the board, and again, I, I don't know who you who you put that on. Because you're you're backed up so far, Nate Stanley checks down to a play that he feels comfortable is not going to lose yards. By the way, does that it makes a, a nice play on that to at least push the ball up a couple yards. So I don't know. I I don't know how much we can fault the guy for that. I do think that's a problem. We've had a few people over the year that have mentioned that Nate Stanley has not done a great job of checking down to plays. Rob on Twitter at Sound Off WHO and Trent, John, and Nick stay there. Um, we're not going anywhere, but I do want to get some of these tweets in because they're very good questions telling you guys, the Iowa offensive co- coordinator is mostly a puppet. You can tell the difference when Brian is calling the plays and when he isn't. Do you buy that? Do you buy that Kirk steps in and, and calls the plays? No, I don't. Neither do I. I'm not saying he doesn't have input. I'm not saying he, do- he can't offer. But you can't do that. You don't see him... You would see him on the field calling plays. You would see him with a... A uh, you know one of those big pieces of paper that they 
they hang on your belt yeah. with plays on them. I don't deny that there's Kirk Ferentz influence on all of these offenses that he's coached. That's 100% accurate. That that's the common theme between all these is that you've got Kirk Ferentz is the guy in charge, and he's the one that's telling the offensive coordinators when and where to do, where to go and what to do. I, I didn't see a difference today, Travis. We've talked about the tight ends over and over. It was execution. Last week, You were, the offensive line was giving Nate Stanley protection. In those three or four seconds that Nate Stanley had, the receivers were getting open. Today, neither one of those things happened. Times that the offensive line was able to give Nate Stanley three, four seconds. We even heard this a few times. We heard a call like this come from Gary and Ed. Stanley drops back. Pocket looks good. He's got a lot of protection. Now it collapses. He goes down in the backfield. 0 of 7 to this point on third down today. That's just the way it's gone for the offense. Good protection this time. Well, it breaks down in a hurry, and there goes Stanley. Down he goes. There it is. We heard that quite a bit today. And when we watched the replays, we all sat here and said, okay, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, get rid of the ball, you're going down. So it's got to be on the receivers a little bit that they're not getting open. That's a difference from last week. A lot of little things, man. I, I, I don't want to just take this back and go, yep, last week we scored 55 because Brian wanted to. <laughs> Brad on Twitter at Sound Off WHO says Florida Atlantic had 248 yards and Utah State had 304 total yards against this incredible Wisconsin defense. And I know you're going to start. This Wisconsin defense is pretty damn good. This Wisconsin defense okay. is really good. I'll stand by that one. Yes. And and you're, you're not comparing apples to apples at that point. And let's be honest. If you don't think Wisconsin or Iowa got Wisconsin's attention last week by blowing out Ohio State and adding a little bit more motivation, you're crazy to think that. Uh, Trent, stay there. John in Indiana, we're going to get to your phone call because I know it's going to be a long one. But that's good. We like your phone calls. And Nick, stay there. we got more lines open. Hour 2 starting next. We're AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. While the president is away, the vice president commemorates Veterans Day. I'm Debbie Hanley, Fox News. Vice President Mike Pence kicked off his Veterans Day by heading down to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. He and his wife, along with Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, a former Navy SEAL, joined a few dozen volunteers to help clean the wall memorial in below freezing temperatures. After about 45 minutes, he said it was a great way to start his Veterans Day. Then over at Arlington National Cemetery, the vice president said, We're grateful for your service. We're grateful for your sacrifice. And I'll make you a promise. Just as you fought for us, we will always fight for you. And I can tell you most veterans don't ask for any thanks for what they've done, but they undoubtedly deserve it every day, but especially today. Fox's Garrett Tenney. Two villagers who said they were among the first to find the body of Sergeant LeDavid Johnson in Niger last month recall discovering the body with a gaping head wound and the soldier's hands tied. The Washington Post reports that the villagers' accounts raise the possibility that Johnson was first captured in the October 4th ambush before being killed. 25-year-old Johnson was one of four U.S. Special Forces or Green Berets killed in an ambush, believed to have been orchestrated by militants linked to ISIS. Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore appeared in public for the first time since allegations surfaced about possible sexual misconduct. I've been investigated more than any other person 
in this country to think that grown women would wait 40 years to come before, right before an election, to bring charges is absolutely unbelievable. Fox News, fair and balanced.